All right. Hello, hello, hello. Um, welcome to I'm Shook. I'm Sarah Shook. And thank you for being here. Um, today's episode is going to be a doozy. Um, so stick with me. I know it's going to be a lot longer. There's going to be a lot of information in here. I'm kind of giving you just the basics. It's not even basics. We're going to dive in. But um, I'm dumping my brain and everything I've learned and have taken for myself as far as food and health um, and what has really helped me over the years. Um, for those of you that don't know, the past seven years or so, I've kind of been on this whole health journey, um, dealing with some chronic stuff um, that had come up at the beginning, you know, of seven years ago. And I've just really transformed my life and my diet and how I think about food and health and my body in general. And today I want to talk about toxic foods and deceitful labels. Ooh. Um, and we're going to have fun. I think this stuff is so interesting. I, I love learning about this stuff. I love talking about it. I love sharing about it. So I hope you're able to take even just one thing away from this that can help transform you or you can just listen and call me crazy. Whatever you want to do, that's up to you. Um, but I know just even talking with other people, there's so many people who are dealing with health stuff you know, this is just a piece of the puzzle, but um, if it can help you kind of transform the way you think about food, especially processed foods, shopping at the grocery store, eating out at restaurants and stuff like that, then um, I'm here to help. So I just want to start off by saying um, <clears throat> as well that what I'm about to talk about causes a lot of things in the body, and I want to address symptoms um, now before we dive in and just knowing that all of these cause all kinds of things in the body and instead of addressing each one as I go, because we have a lot of categories to hit. So um, a lot of these foods or these ingredients in foods can cause things like neurological issues. Um, they clog the liver, the kidneys, the gallbladder, and keep us from being able to detox properly. They inflame um, our nervous system, um, our brain, um, our organs. Um, they cause their endocrine disruptors. They can cause things like diabetes or high estrogen. Um, they can... Uh, uh, inhibit our thyroid from functioning properly. Um, they can also um, wreak havoc on the gut, create holes in the gut, create dysbiosis of the gut, um, and uh, the colon. Um, they can make us like constipated, again, keeping us from eliminating toxins properly. So then that all just sits in our body um, and creating all sorts of um, it, or an environment for like bad bacteria and toxins and like yeast to overgrow and cause all sorts of issues for us. Um, then our body can hang on to things like heavy metals and um, chemicals in our body that we shouldn't have. Um, a lot of this stuff is linked to cancer, to Alzheimer's, to diabetes, to autism, ADHD, tumors, heart disease, liver disease, you name it, the list goes on and on. Um, all of a lot of these things lower our immune system. Um, they cause inflammation, which keep us from um, uh, absorbing nutrients. It also causes the inflammation can also cause all sorts of other issues and like joint issues. The list goes on and on. Those are just some of the highlights. But knowing that a lot of these things cause a lot of issues in our body that can be prevented by not eating it. Um, so. Uh, 
you know, we've kind of been programmed a lot from corporations and society of like, this is how we're supposed to eat just because it's what is provided to us at the grocery store. But it doesn't mean we have to eat that way. Um, There are lots of other places we can get food besides a grocery store. And we can start thinking outside of the box and shifting how we eat and how we take care of ourselves. Um, and I started doing all of this as a struggling actress living in Los Angeles. And I know a lot of people, the argument is, oh, organic food or eating healthy is so expensive. If I can do it as a struggling actress living in LA, you can too. It's all about priorities. So let's dive in. Um, we're talking again about toxic foods and deceitful labels. So I'm kind of focusing a lot more on the deceitful part of it um, as we begin because um, the food industry likes to label things a certain way so that um, you don't know what you're eating. Um, they can hide things um, and just kind of phrase them in a certain way uh, that um, you're like, oh, this is fine. Um, you know, if they just list strawberry as an ingredient, you're like, that's healthy, it's strawberry. But what we don't know is that that strawberry is probably loaded with things like glyphosate and pesticides that we're putting in our body. Um, you know, not that that's deceitful, but, um, you know, um, I'm just going to dive in. So the first thing I want to focus on is MSG. So this can be really, this is one of the most deceitful things I see on a label, um, at the grocery store. So MSG, you know, we all kind of know the hype around MSG back in like the 60s. It kind of became known that, oh, this wasn't something that was good for our body. We know that a lot of um, like Asian foods have MSG in it and um, uh, <clears throat> it, it it's it's not a good thing for our body. So what is MSG? MSG is monosodium glutamate. So what that means is it is single salt that is made from the amino acid glutamate, but the amino acid is a synthetic one. So it is a synthetic um, flavor enhancer that is put into our foods. And what it does is it's like um, a really concentrated form of a salt, but it's a synthetic salt. So it's chemically made, it's made in a lab, and um, it's added to our food to get us a Addicted to that food. So like Doritos, you know, um, frozen pizzas, things like that. It's in, it's in all, I mean, MSG is in so many different things. Like it, it could be an ice cream, like, and I'm going to explain why that is. Um, because these corporate companies put it in there, A, because it's cheap, but it signals to your brain, I want to eat more of this. The salt, mm, the salt like tastes good. It's like, sitting in my system. I want more of it. I want more of it. So we eat more. So then it's linked to like obesity and diabetes and things like that. And um, it like clogs our system. So one of the scariest things about this is that the FDA has approved over 60 different names for MSG. And it is like across the board different. So here's just a few of what the names, some names are for MSG. And I encourage you to go on the internet and and look up the rest of them. It's not that hard to find. Um, But here's a few of them. Autolyzed yeast or yeast extracts is MSG. Um, Soy protein isolates or protein isolates. Um, And um, natural flavors is also a form of MSG. And then here's my favorite, uh, spices. Just the word spices 
is actually MSG. So what happens a lot too is that um, these larger companies will have their own FDA-appointed officials that work for the corporation. And um, this is how a lot of these companies get around having to work with the FDA because they have their own like quote-unquote FDA-appointed person in their own company. So that person can just approve like kind of whatever the company wants them to so that they can put on a label or not um, what is in the food. Um, and then, um, but a lot of times these corporate companies are in the pockets with the FDA and stuff. So they can get around things like this. So back in the 1960s, you know, MSG got flagged as like, oh, this actually isn't really a great thing. And um, it's a highly concentrated salt and it like prevents our body then from producing actual glutamate, which is a good thing because the synthetic form of it is just sitting in our body, in our liver, in a concentrated form. And then our body like starts slowing down and not operating properly. So in the 60s, they started calling it this thing, I believe it was E621. So it was like this real, you know, scientific term, E621 or whatever. And then they started then enhancing it from there to call it all these different things like, you know, soy protein isolate and spices or natural flavors. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe look up a lot of the 60 different names and be aware of like, what exactly is like a yeast extract? What does that mean? It's like, well it sounds like something that they're just trying to pull the wool over my eyes with. And I bet it's something that's not great for me. Well, it turns out that that's true. It's MSG. Um, so I want to touch on natural flavors real quick too. So um, this is one of those terms too, that they use. That's just so deceitful. Natural flavors are not natural and they're in so many things. There's so, I see so many like containers for food that say natural flavors on them, like even ones that claim to be organic and healthy. Um, they're like natural flavors, you know, and when you say that, you even see like someone skipping through the meadow, like, oh, it's a natural flavor. It's not natural. It's a flavor that is made to taste natural. Um, it's synthetic. It's, it's, it's man-made. Um, uh, even organic ones. So it, it, it can be natural flavors can be MSG or um, they're made from mold or bacteria. And I'm not saying like a good kind. Um, so then that's what we're putting into our body. Um, and uh, they can also trick you with things like natural vanilla flavor, natural cherry flavor, things like that. So then sometimes they like to group like a more specific word with it. Um, these are these are things again that are linked back to gut issues and um, lowering the immune system and neurological issues and all this stuff. So um, natural flavors are not natural; they are um, made in the lab to taste natural. Um, which brings me to uh, this other thing that I often see um, that are also made from molds and bacteria, which is citric acid. So this is a preservative that's put in a lot of foods to, um, enhance their shelf life. Now, citric acid used to be made from lemons because it, lemons are high in citric acid, which is a healthy form of citric acid that's good for you. Um, but in the fifties, I believe it became, you know, lemons were harder and harder to get. They became more expensive. So making citric acid as a preservative became much more expensive. So what did they start doing? They started making citric acid and taking that extract from mold and bacteria. Um, and I don't know how that preserves everything, but somehow it, it keeps, you know, processed foods um, uh, 
on the shelf longer. But um, I also notice a lot of times citric acid is like the last ingredient that's listed. So to me, that almost says something where it's like, oh, you're only going to read the first few. You won't hit the citric acid. Um, And you won't have to know what's in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is also something that, um, can wreak havoc on your body and, um, it's, it's used to preserve food. I almost feel like, um, these types of ingredients that are just like, they almost seem mysterious. Like the more food that they're in, probably the worse it is for you. Um, so these are like three things that are, to me, are just like really deceitful right at the top. Uh, number one, the fact that MSG has 60 different, over 60 different names at this point is just like, what are we doing here? And same with like natural flavors. It's just like this blanket term. Huh? Like what exactly are those flavors? What exactly is natural about them? Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, the fact that citric acid and the production of it has changed aggressively um, over the years and um, is just widely used as a preservative just kind of puts a question mark for me just in general. But just knowing that it's made from mold and bacteria is not great. Um, so I want to touch on non-organic foods and glyphosate. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, no, duh, you should eat organic. But I really want to... Um, talk about like really why. So um, glyphosate, if you don't know what that is, um, it's weed killer. Um, the the more widely known term for it is Roundup. Um, you spray it on weed to get rid of weeds. Um, so what a lot of uh, companies do, um, it, it can be found on like, you know, God, anything like grapes for wine, um, coffee. Coffee is really known for being laden with glyphosate and pesticides if you don't get organic. Um, beer, so like the the wheat and the barley that that the um, the beer is made from, um, it probably contains glyphosate. Um, so drinking organic, uh, and then um, what they do with um, wheat and corn, um, I. They will, once the grain is grown, I consider corn um, a grain, not a vegetable, especially the way it's used um, in our world or country. Um, They will spray the wheat and corn with the glyphosate to dry out, to dry it out so that they can then grind it into like a flour. So um, not only is that probably, are they sprayed like once the wheat and corn is fully grown, but then... um, it's probably sprayed while it's growing too to prevent, you know, any um, weeds uh, growing around and keeping the, the the plant quote unquote healthy, even though it's being sprayed with all these chemicals. Um, but uh, glyphosate really can create all sorts of issues. I mean, one of the biggest things known is creating like holes in the gut. So then all this stuff that's passing through your gut to be eliminated, like all these toxins leak right into your bloodstream, causing all sorts of issues. Um, it's just highly toxic. Um, so just because it's organic though, um, doesn't mean it's healthy. So if you're getting organic to avoid glyphosate, you also then want to read the label to make sure things like natural flavors or MSG aren't in it. And, um, Sometimes, you know, if it's like really just like really advertises like this is organic, 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 it's like "Mm, that's kind of a red flag for me. It's like, what are you hiding? You're needing me to focus on the fact that it's organic. So like, okay, well, what's in here? Like, is there malodextrin or something that's just like really bad for me um, that I'm now consuming? 
So make sure you're reading your labels. Um, shop the perimeter is what you always hear. Um, so if you're like, okay, I want to know deeper more about glyphosate. So glyphosate is made from a synthetic amino acid called glycine. So again, like MSG, it's a synthetic amino acid. So what that does is um, it prevents the body from actually producing that amino acid when you have like loads of it in your system. So if you have a synthetic um, glycine in your body from glyphosate, then your body may not produce the actual glycine that you need. And glycine is really healthy for creating connective tissue in the cells. And um, so when your body isn't actually producing that because the synthetic glycine isn't going to connect the tissue for you, the actual glycine needs to. So it prevents the body from um, creating connective tissue. So it can, um, create disease like lupus, COPD, kidney issues, and so on and so forth. Um, and genetically modified foods, which are foods that are created in a lab, you know, they're synthetic. Um, they also contain glyphosate in them to create them, um, which can destroy the gut metabolism and among all these other things. So glyphosate is honestly like one of the worst things you can eat. Make sure you're eating organic to avoid that. Otherwise, you are probably running into it. If you're going to get a jelly or a jam and it says strawberries and you're just like, or grapes and you're like, cool, this is, and then it just says like, and that's it. That's the only ingredient. You're like, this is healthy. It probably has glyphosate on it. If you're getting coffee or you're drinking wine, that's not organic. You're probably drinking pesticides. So it's just bringing awareness to, you know, what's actually in our food that they don't say and kind of reading between the lines on these labels as well. Um, so I want to jump to eggs because there's a lot of like fad words that I feel like are used when it comes to like the uh, meat and poultry industry um, and eggs specifically. So two words that I see a lot on egg cartons are vegetarian fed and cage free. And those two words don't mean shit, just so you know. Vegetarian fed often just means, okay, it's just not fed, you know, animal Products or animal products. So what that basically means is it's probably fed corn. And again, I, I'm not a fan of corn. I don't think it's good for you. I think during the summer, if you want to have like an organic piece of corn on the cob um, and you know the farm it's coming from, that's totally fine. But um, otherwise, you know, like corn chips or like corn salsa or all the stuff that we do with corn, it's just... I think it's inflammatory and it's just, it's like junk food. Um, so uh, I would say a chicken being fed corn or vegetarian fed, it's probably fed corn, is like um, feeding a chicken um, Doritos and Pepsi. So they're not getting anything like healthy from it. Um, and, you know, we're, we, we're going to say we are what we eat. So if you're eating a chicken or... Um, eggs from a chicken that have been fed corn that is not nutrient dense, then you're not getting nutrients either from that chicken or those eggs. Does that make sense? Um, so it's just kind of like fool's gold. Um, so cage-free. Cage-free uh, is just a fad word to make you think that you're getting something healthy. Um, cage-free just means that that chicken was not in a cage. That's it. It's not in a cage. That does not mean that that chicken still wasn't in an enclosed, crowded barn with thousands of other chickens, and it was stressed out and crunched. It didn't have any room to move. Um, it doesn't mean that that chicken ever saw the light of day. It ever saw sunlight. 
Um, it doesn't mean it, it got to walk around or anything like that. It just means it wasn't in a cage. So um, you're eating probably a chicken or eggs from a chicken that's completely stressed out and malnourished. So um, what you're looking for when you are getting eggs or chicken, you want free range, definitely, or pasture raised. That means also means they're out free ranging, they're grazing in the pasture, they're eating off the pasture, and organic. So I would say free range, pasture raised are kind of like symbiotic, you know, they're interchangeable, but definitely organic to make sure you're um, staying away from any of those nasty pesticide GMO things that they may have fed the eggs or the chickens. And you also want to make sure that the eggs or the chickens, when, um, if you get organic, that means they're not pumped with antibiotics or anything like that, um, which I also want to touch on. So we're going to go into the um, the greater thing of meats. Um, so uh, two other fad words that I see all the time on meats, especially like, you know, um, turkeys during Thanksgiving. I see this all the time on turkeys during Thanksgiving, like Butterball just like loves to throw this on their turkeys. No hormones. So just so you know, that's just... Um, it's an advertising scheme. Hormones, the use of hormones in um, meat or poultry has been, um, or food in general, has been outlawed, uh, outlawed, we're outlaws, has been illegal since the 1950s. So hormones haven't been allowed in our food since the 1950s. So by putting that on there, they're making you think that it's healthier than it actually is. Um, the other thing is no growth enhancing antibiotics. So that just means they're not giving the animal um, antibiotics to help them grow. But you better believe if that animal got sick, they're going to pump them with antibiotics. So then not only are eating the, a sick animal, but an animal that's now um, pumped with pharmaceuticals, and then you're putting that into your body. So again, you um, you want to get organic, definitely organic, and you want to get grass-fed or pasture-raised, um, uh, free-range, that kind of stuff. Um, because organic means they can't use antibiotics at all on the animal, um, whether it's growth-enhancing. If that animal gets sick, and they end up having to use antibiotics on it. The animal is then pulled from the organic stock and they can they cannot use it. Um, so you want to make sure that, um, yeah, you want to make sure it's organic so that you don't have any of that stuff in it and that they're not being fed, you know, from like grains that are basically junk food. So grass-fed and pasture-raised is what you're looking for. Okay, so that also brings me to um, dairy. So dairy is a really, <laughs> I feel like, contentious item. This is a huge one for me. Um, you know, in my health journey, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to stop eating and drinking dairy. It's horrible for you. Everyone thinks dairy is the issue. It's the lactose. This is what's doing it to me. It's ruining my gut. It's not. We're not lactose intolerant. We are pasteurization intolerant. And if you knew everything that they did to our dairy, you would, it's insane. So I'm just going to give you kind of the bullet points here. Okay. So pasteurization is a process in which the dairy product is the milk is heated and it removes beneficial proteins minerals vitamins nutrients enzymes and lipids so all things that our bodies need basically to like 
survive and thrive. Um, lipids also, they're so important. They're like those fats, those fatty acids that like are the building blocks for our brain and our skin and our neurological system and our organs and create the tissues, enzymes that help us digest food. The beneficial bacteria are taken out. Um, that help us digest food and help like, you know, um, our body just continue to thrive. The minerals like magnesium and boron and all this stuff and the vitamins like the B6 and the B12 and calcium and everything. It's just like all these nutrients are removed from the milk. Um, they're, and they're the building blocks for our brain, our organs, our blood, our gut. Um, and then what they do is a lot of times they'll fortify the milk. So um, they'll add back in synthetic nutrients. They're not natural again. We know that synthetic means it's made in a lab. So things like vitamin D or calcium, iron, omega-3s, and they'll say fortified with, and it'll say, you know, oh, vitamin D and omega-3s. And what they do is they're not measuring how much they're putting in. So they're putting back in way too much. And I'm sure a lot of people know, like, if you have way too much of something like iron, you're going to start having issues. So if you have too much iron, your hair is going to start falling out. You're going to start feeling fatigued. You might have, like, you know, issues with your blood, your, your you know, your anemia or your blood is um, too thick. And, and that's why you're so, like, it's not um, circulating properly. It's, it's all these issues, um, joint issues. And it's they add in these unregulated fillers so their fillers are things that are going to bulk up the milk to make it be like creamy again. Um, so they're unregulated and they're unregulated with what they're fortifying them with, with these synthetic vitamins. So um, we're getting too much of them in our system, which causes all sorts of issues. And there's all sorts of issues related to omega, too much omega-3s. Um, so then we have too much in our body, which starts causing disease. Um so for those of you that are like, well, I'll just drink my nut milks, please don't. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a minute. What I encourage people to do and what I have done is I've switched to raw milk. Um, and I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, you can't drink raw milk. That's so bad for you. No, no, no. Society just made you think it's bad for you so that the corporate companies that make pasteurized milk can make billions of dollars off of you instead of the small farms that produced organic raw milk from grass-fed cows. So... Um, Raw milk is one of the most nutritious things on the planet that you can eat, like bar none, pun intended. Um, and uh, there's this fear around it because um, back in the day, it was like right after World War II, I believe, in like the 40s or 50s, um, the industrialization of milk is what uh, created the issue. So everyone drank raw milk. And um, then they started transporting this milk into like cities. They started making it in bulk, making a lot more um, product of it and transporting it across the country. And these like um, big milk companies started rising and the industrialization of it, these corp the corp corporatizing of the milk is what caused the issue. So because they were producing so much more milk, um, and transporting it, they were making it so quickly they weren't they didn't have the right practices to make it in a healthy way. So then it started developing bacteria and people started getting sick. Um, so nowadays you can get your milk from like local small farms. You can go to a website called getrawmilk.com and most of these farms also sell like raw cheeses and creams and like grass-fed organic meat and you can get really wonderful things from there. Um, 
and you can drink this raw milk, which is so nutritious. It has everything in it. It has the beneficial um, proteins and bacteria, minerals, vitamins, nutrients, enzymes, lipids, all the stuff that your body really needs to thrive. Um, I had such bad fatigue and like low energy and um, like skin stuff. And as soon as I started incorporating raw milk back into my diet, my energy started skyrocketing. It, it's probably the single most thing, um, beneficial thing I've done in my diet to help um, to help me. Um, You know, uh, so uh, going back to pasteurized milk, it's basically dead milk. It has no nutrient quality to it. It's dead milk. It's probably um, made from like corn-fed cows. So cows that again are like eating Doritos. Um, And uh, so when we have deficiencies in animals because of what they're fed, um, it creates deficiencies in humans. Um, so if you're like, well, that's fine, then I just won't eat animal products. Well, then we're going to go into the whole topic of um, deficient soils, that our soils aren't deficient, and you're running into all sorts of issues there with um, you know, a lack of minerals and nutrients and bacteria and stuff that you need that aren't present in our soil. And that's like a whole other episode. Um, I also just want to state if to help knock out your raw milk fear. Um, well, number one, I've been drinking it for almost a year now and I've never had an issue. Um, also, and I've got it from many different farms, um, but the largest multi-state bacterial outbreak, and this is from um, a book by Roseanne Lindsay, um, the largest multi-state bacterial outbreak um, in 1985 came from pasteurized milk. It, um, I think it killed around 18 people and it uh, made over 200,000 people ill. So it was the distribution of um, the pasteurized milk that grew bacteria and made people real, real sick. So um, pasteurized milk um, isn't necessarily the answer. Um, I would also say it's because it's so devoid of uh, nutrients and then it's so processed and then all these like synthetic ingredients are added back in. That's the stuff that's affecting our gut. That's the stuff that's making us intolerant. Knock the lactose. Lactose is a healthy fat, an enzyme that we need in our body to help us thrive. So I really encourage you to try raw milk. Um, feed it to your babies, feed it to your children. They will have rock solid immune systems and wonderful health. Um, if they're, if you're having issues with like a dairy would be my first thing to look at if you're like skin issues or gut issues or whatever, like switching out your dairy for raw is going to be one of the most beneficial things. And don't be fooled by the fortified milk, the pasteurization saying it's protecting you. It's not, it's making you worse. The fortifying with these synthetic ingredients, it's making you worse. It is not healthy for you. Um, go raw, go raw or go home. (laughs) Okay. Um, so speaking of fortified, I want to now jump to, um, flowers. Uh, so gluten, this is another thing where people are like, oh my gosh, I'm gluten intolerant. And it's like, um, I don't think you are. It's not the gluten that is making you sick. It's what they do to the grain. It's what they do to the gluten that is making you sick. So I already mentioned that when, um, non-organic, wheat is sprayed with glyphosate to dry it out um, so that they can make it into a flour. So you're already eating, if you're going uh, non-organic 
which is probably like every almost restaurant in the world probably serves non-organic buns or bread or whatever. So then you're eating probably bread that's made from wheat that's been sprayed with glyphosate. So um, there's that. And then um, uh, they what they do is they enrich the flour. So um, this, again, in the process of creating the flour, a lot of times it's bleached. So then you have that on it. You have bleach that you're eating. But um, then the in the processing of it, they strip the flowers of um, all of the nutrients, just like they do with the pasteurization of milk. So it strips all of the minerals and the healthy nutrients in it. So they'll enrich it, which is another word for fortifying it. They put the synthetic um, uh uh, nutrients into it and you can read it on the labels it'll say made with enriched flour and then it'll be like um meaning and it'll say like niacin iron vitamin d like calcium whatever and you're thinking like oh my gosh i'm getting all these nutrients no honey you is not you is not it's 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 not happening these are again they're putting in way too much it's unregulated so then you're getting like um you know an over over a, a amount in your body that then starts causing issues. Um, they do this to juices too. You'll see it all the time, the same thing that they do. It's like fortified or enriched with vitamin D. Like stay away from anything that says that because it's all synthetic and you're getting way too much of it and you're going to start having a bunch of issues. Um, you know, it's so funny because people talk about all the time they can go over to Europe and eat gluten there and they don't have any issues. Well, that's because they're, it's illegal for them to do that to the wheat over there. They can't spray it with the glyphosate to dry it out and they can't enrich the flowers and strip them the way that they do in the processing. So, um, you know, it's there's a lot of things with um, America and Europe and how certain things are allowed here and not there, um, which makes you really think about um, our country. Um, anyways, uh, also with wheat, um, also with corn and soy, um, the grain um, for wheat is at this point, it's been so, it's like so overly used because it's like, it's one of the most popular things that we eat. So the grain itself has even been split and spliced and modified so many times so that they can create a certain type of wheat to like grow faster, to grow a certain way or grow more of it. Um, so even like organic grains at this point are pretty much genetically modified. Um, and uh, a lot of times when we eat gluten products, um, you know, not only is it made with the flour that's been enriched and stripped and sprayed with pesticide, we're also eating products that probably have a ton of other crap in it too. So like hydrogenated oils or emulsifiers, you know, MSG, other things that I've talked about. So um, the gluten products contain so much crap as well. Um so with that, I, you know, we're talking about raw milk fair. So I want to talk about sugar real quick. Cause a lot of people are like, sugar is so bad for you. You can't eat sugar. And for me, again, like kind of like with weed, it's not like what they, it's not the weed itself. It's what they do to it. So it's not necessarily sugar itself. That's bad. It's the kind that you're going to eat. If you're going to go eat a Snickers bar, that's laden with high fructose corn syrup, you know, and, and, you know, processed sugar. Yeah. That's going to be bad for you. But there's a lot of forms of sugar that's really good. Sugar actually, um, uh, it helps carry energy to the cells in the mitochondria, so it can be really good for you. Um, and uh, I learned this from Naturally Connected Life. You can go to that website and they read a lot more on there. Um, I'll 
put that in the show notes too. But um, sugar is can be beneficial. It just depends on the form that you eat it. Um, so things like uh, raw honey, organic raw honey, organic maple syrup, even like organic cane sugar, like a white sugar that is organic, that's coming from natural sources, it's good for you. Of course, you're not going to want to go eat like mounds of it all day, but you know, putting a scoop of raw honey in your um, tea or coffee in the morning um, and um, using like organic maple syrup instead of Mrs. Butterworth's, like these are the things that I'm talking about. It's just thinking about like, is this a natural form of it or am I eating like a Reese's cup? So, you know, a lot of times I hear people talk about, oh, I gave my kid, don't give my kid sugar, like they're going to go crazy. They're going to get all hyper. But I don't necessarily think it's the sugar that's doing that. It's the type of sugar that's doing that. So if you give your kid a strawberry versus a Reese's cup, is their energy going to be different? Um, so, you know, because a lot of the things that we think of as sugar, um, contain so much other crap in it, like, and so many different forms of sugar. So like, I don't even need to say this, this isn't deceitful. We all know corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup is like one of the worst things you can eat. And it's in so many, so many, um, foods and specifically foods that are like geared towards children, like candy like popsicles. Um, and uh, this is a sugar. If you don't know what high fructose is, or like a juice concentrate is, that's it's all just sugar. A juice concentrate is they just extract the fructose from the fruit. So the fructose is just the sugar part of it. So again, like MSG, it's like a highly concentrated you know, salt. So, so is, that's what fructose is. It's a highly concentrated sugar that they strip nutrients from and just keep like the sweet part of it. But then they put it through all this processing and it becomes like this syrup. And, um, that's what high fructose corn syrup is. It's like high, high amounts of fructose. So corn syrup is sugar. And like, so when we're eating these highly processed, like, you know, extracted forms of sugar, yeah, you're going to have a hyperactive kid. And um, so these are just sugars that are really bad for you. But when you have the good kind, they can be really healthy for you. I'm not saying go eat brownies all day that are made with, you know, maple syrup or, or cane sugar, but, you know, everything in moderation. But I think we also need a smorgasbord of different types of food like fats and dairy and um, healthy grains and meats and vegetables and fruits. Like we need um, variety that's going to give us our health. So I also think sugar can be a part of that when we're eating it in healthy amounts and healthy forms. Okay, so we touched on dairy and I talked about um, nut milks, oat milks, things like that. And I also want to touch on gluten-free foods. So the, the problem with these is that people are using them as alternative, but they're also like dead foods. They're like devoid of nutrients. Like it's just, they're still stripped and awful. Like in like almond milk and stuff, there's really only like, I think it's like 2% almonds and the rest of it is like water and emulsifiers. So when you get nut milks, especially at the grocery store, like the containers, if you just read the... um the ingredients, I mean, half the ingredients are going to be like, what is this? Like polysorbate or something. It's just like, huh? And then also it's going to be full of emulsifiers and gums, like acacia gum or whatever. And these are like so bad for your gut. Like they're horrible for you. They destroy carrageenan. Like, um, 
and natural flavors like natural vanilla flavor and they also have things called hydrogenated oils or seed nut and seed oils and these are just like these are hydrogenated oils are probably like top 10 on my list of like the worst things you can eat we're gonna get to those in a second so just because it's gluten-free doesn't mean it's good for you like I think everyone's like oh you're gluten-free and they'll go get me those like um buns you know from like Udi's or whatever and it's just like there's so much shit in this it's so bad for you like it's almost sometimes I feel like it's worse I don't know if it's worse to eat gluten-free or to actually have the gluten. Like, I don't know what's worse because it's just like they're just filling it with other stuff to make it as um, like seemingly to the thing that it's trying to mimic. Does that make sense? So I I can't sit here and promote nut milks or gluten-free, a lot of gluten-free stuff either, you know, um, I really read the labels on that because I feel like a lot of those foods, it's just so many ingredients. It's like, why is all of this stuff in here? And so many things to try and give it bulk and like consistency because it's trying to mimic something else. Um, so I don't, I used to drink nut milks. I even got one of those things with like a nutter machine. I'd say if you're like, man, I really want to drink a nut milk, maybe get something like a machine where you can make your own and you can go get like some organic almonds or cashews and just put a few in there and you can put some filtered water in there and like a little bit of like raw honey or maple syrup and like some cinnamon and make your own at home. But it's like, I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm just like, get that raw milk. Like you're going to love yourself for doing that. Um, okay. So we're going to go on to hydrogenated oils. Oh, these are just like the death of our country right here. I feel like (laughs) these, these are oils that are just like extremely processed and stripped down, just like we were talking about with the enriched flowers and the fortified milk and stuff. Um, it's oils that are like stripped of their nutrients and then they're added back in. So like they may be high in like omega threes and stuff like that, which cause like inflammation and all kinds of crap in the body. Um, but, uh, they're found in everything. They're in almost everything. And I know I'm saying nut and seed oils with like the exception of a few hydrogenated oils. So hydrogenated means it's like it's it's stripped in the processing of it so that it can and like use a hydrogen, hydrogenation process to do this so that they can make loads and loads of it. So um, it's in like chips and cereal, ice cream. It's in the nut milks and the oat milk. It's in sauces and dressings, broths. It's in baby formula. Like it's in cookies, like you name it. It's it's in everything. And what are they? I'm going to name a few, but you can look it up. There's probably a list of like 40 of them. Vegetable oil, vegetable shortening, cottonseed oil, canola oil. Canola oil is a big one. Safflower oil, sunflower oil, rice bran oil, corn oil, soy oil, grapeseed oil, uh, peanut oil, rapeseed oil. Like it, the list goes on. These are these wreak havoc on your system. All those symptoms that I talked about in the beginning, like these are these are linked to like pretty much all of them. Don't eat hydrogenated oils. This is one of the biggest things to look out for. Um, it inflames the body a lot. So um, when the body's inflamed, it's a really hard time absorbing nutrients. Um, it puts a lot of stress on the body because the liver and like the gallbladder and kidneys like have a hard time processing it. So they like sit in our system too. And then it like just like drains the use of um, those organs and like um, clogs them. Um, uh, and then um, if you want, 
what you want to look for is like olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, beef tallow. Beef tallow is really like rich, fatty, in a good way, like getting those lipids and everything. Um, you you want to um, look for those types of oils, but you got to be careful too with this stuff. Like I really like these chips. They're called Boulder potato chips and they're made with avocado oil or olive oil. So when you get the regular kind, all good. But then you're going to get the like um, cracked pepper ones and they have like sunflower oil in them it's like but you said they're made with avocado oil and then they also have sunflower oil and like malodextrin and i'm just like why is this in here so when you start getting into like flavors and stuff there's another brand siete that i like like made with avocado oil but then when you start getting into like lime flavor like chili flavor nacho flavor it's like no stay away from that that's all the synthetic crap of flavors that you're putting in your body and these chemicals and like then it's just adding all this other stuff that you don't need um hydrogenated oils are usually the oils that are used in restaurants and i'm going to i'm that person when you go to a restaurant i'm going to ask what kind of oil do you cook with now sometimes there's not no way around it like they might put mayo on your burger that's grass fed and it has a little bit of canola oil on it you know your choice you'll live probably but you know just like at home make sure you're getting like um mayo made with avocado oil or like but i i'll ask like if i'm going to get french fries i'm just like excuse me i'm like what what are your what's your food fried in like this is why we don't eat fried food it's not that the food is fried it's that it's fried in these oils that are hydrogenated and horrible for you that's that's what's wrong with fried food but if they're fried in something like a beef tallow that's so it's really good for you and you're getting that healthy fat or like an avocado oil or coconut or something you're getting like healthy things from these these types of oils that haven't been highly processed and hydrogenated so hydrogenated oils are awful look up a list of them you can go on the internet and they should be able to pop up what are what's a list of hydrogenated oils um and most restaurants use this so when you go out to restaurants just be aware like ask questions don't be like i don't want to be annoying and ask the server this well then you're teaching the server something and they can <laughs> learn about what not to eat i've worked in the service industry it doesn't bother me and um there's too many people who are like i can't eat gluten i can't have dairy i can't have this it's like you're not going to bother someone else by asking what do you what oils do you use um and then just work your way around it the best that you can. Okay, so this is another biggie that I want to dive into. And these are food colorings and food dyes. So um, oh, this one like kind of breaks my heart because these dyes, which are mostly found in like children's foods, you know, popsicles, funfetti, cake, uh whatever it's it's in all you know candy it's sometimes it's even in foods that like these don't even have coloring in it why is it in here like chip like chips or something it's just like huh but they're linked to like adhd and hyperactivity they are linked to tumors cancers and bowel disease and they lower the immune system i mean there's so many symptoms and things that these food dyes cause and the the most heartbreaking thing and again is like these dyes are allowed to be put in our foods here in America. They are, it's illegal in Europe. If you read um, the ingredients in Skittles in the US and then the ingredients in a bag of Skittles in Europe, 
you are going to see completely different ingredients. And there will be food dyes in the ones in America, but not in the ones in Europe. So, you know, talking about sugar, it's like, okay, oh, I don't give my kids sugar, like they're going to get hyperactive. Is it the sugar or is it things like these food, these synthetic food dyes that are put in the candy you just gave them? I mean, it can even be in things like chocolate. It's like, what is it doing in there? So these food dyes um, are colorings that um, are linked to like lots of different issues, cancers, tumors, all kinds of stuff. It's so bad for you. And they're they're synthetic. They are chemicals. Um, I remember one of my family members um, who dealt with thyroid cancer was told that they um, needed to stay away from food dyes like red dye 40 um, because it it is really bad for the thyroid. So, um, you know, took that to heart. And then I'm reading this book also by Roseanne Lindsay called Free Your Voice, Heal Your Thyroid. And she mentions um, Synthroid or Levothyroxine, which is um, the medication for thyroid disease. And so if you have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's or um, Graves' disease, they may give you this. And I just want to read the ingredients to you that are in this drug. Um, uh, Okay. Akasha, which is a gum. We just talked about how that wreaks havoc on our gut and uh, the immune system. Confectioner's sugar. We've also talked about sugar. So this is like a confectioner's sugar is a processed bad form of sugar. Um, the drug also has D and C yellow number 10, F, D and C blue number one, F, D and C yellow number six. So all like multiple forms of different food dyes, which the doctor told my family member to stay away from, yet it's in thyroid medication. Um, lactose, magnesium stearate. So magnesium stearate is a flow agent. They're, they're usually hydrogenated oils that are put onto um, supplements or pills um, to make them flow better in a machine so they can make more of them and make money. Um, provodone and talc. Um, so talc, if you think of talcum powder, um, a lot of, you know, it's found in baby powder and stuff. A lot of people don't use that anymore because it's like poisonous um, because it's a known carcinogen. And all of these things are in a thyroid medication to prevent thyroid disease, thyroid cancer, stuff like that. And um, yet here we are taking something that creates, that's an endocrine disruptor that creates tumors and cancers and lowers the immune system, but it's in a medication that's supposed to make you better. Um, so a red dyes um, and blue dyes and yellow dyes, uh, they can't mislabel this stuff on labels. They're clearly on there, but it's in a lot of stuff that we give to our kids. Um, anything that may have like a coloring to it, I would check the label and ask yourself, why is this in here? Like it's, it's again, it's outlawed in Europe. I keep saying outlawed, illegal. Um, and same thing, I guess, but I just feel funny saying the word outlawed. Um, anyways, uh, so just pay attention. Um, I'd say these red dyes make my top 10 list too. Um, all right. So we're going to jump to soy and fragrances. Um, really, especially for my ladies who are dealing with fertility stuff, um, don't eat soy or put soy products on your body um, and stay away from fragrances. And this is why. Soy soy is a goitrogen, um, just like gluten can be a goitrogen, um, and it inhibits the production of hormones and for your endocrine system to operate properly. A lot of people are told not to have soy and stuff with um, thyroid issues um, because it prevents the production of like T4 and T3. Um, 
Okay, um, most soy is also genetically modified, even if it's organic. Um, it's just been so widely used and cut and spliced so that, you know, the the growing it, it can be produced a certain way so that they can make products out of it. A lot of it is typically synthetic or chemically made if you're buying it at the grocery store from like a corporation that makes soy. Um, it also contains something called xenoestrogens. It's high in synthetic estrogen levels. So this is big for men too because estrogen can actually... Um, Men have estrogen too, so when um, estrogen is off in the body, you know that's going to affect fertility, um, sperm and egg count, stuff like that. And um, it can increase your risk of cancer and breast cancer when you're high in estrogen and, and synthetic estrogen. And um, that's the deal with fragrances too. Um, fragrances like scented candles, and I'm not just talking like Yankee Candle, even like that soy candle that you got from like your candle boutique down the street. Um perfumes, scented trash bags, the Lysol that probably everyone's been spraying during COVID is actually doing you more harm than good, Febreze, um, scented deodorants, diffusers that are, you know, with all these oils in it and like putting all these scents into our room. It's just like, we don't need all of this. And they contain something called um, phytoestrogens or xenoestrogens, which are synthetic estrogens. Um, that throw off our endocrine system um, and um, raise our risk of cancers. And um, we're, you know, we're putting like all these like scented lotions and stuff on our body. Stop. <laughs> Don't do it. It's so bad for you. It's putting all these chemicals in your body and like, you know, putting all this excess estrogen that your liver can't process. And then your body stops. We think like, oh, we may have high estrogen if I take this or I have low estrogen. So I'll just do this, whatever. And it's like, no, it's synthetic. So then it actually probably is telling your body to not create estrogen. Um, so if you're wanting to get pregnant, stay away from soy and fragrances. This goes for men and women. Um, it, it's, it's really bad for you. Um, so uh, with that, that's, that's really kind of everything. But the last two things I just want to touch on, you know, kind of the most deceitful label of all is no label. So when you're going out to eat, you you can't read a label and be like, what's in this? Um, or even if something is like claiming to be healthy, I'll get to that in a second. But so at restaurants, like, you know, do the best you can ask questions or kind of the more you know about this kind of stuff. Okay, well, if I'm going out to eat and I want to get a burger, I'm going to see if the burger's grass fed. Um, okay, I'm not going to get a bun because I know that bun is probably made with enriched flour. And if I get a gluten free one, that's probably made with a bunch of like hydrogenated oils and emulsifiers that's horrible for me. Um, and you'll just eat around it and you do the best that you can. You know, we're going to run into things, it's going to happen. We live in a world that is that eats this way. But the more people that kind of become aware of what's actually going on with our food and um, look beyond the deceit and start changing their ways, the less that this may be happening. Um, you know, and kind of just like determining for yourself, like, well, this is going to be healthier because someone said this. You know, I think I heard someone say the other day, um, well, I heard that Chick-fil-A is the healthiest fast food. I was like, what are you talking about? There is no such thing as healthy fast food. Okay, just because it's chicken doesn't mean it's healthier. Just because it's not red meat doesn't mean it's healthier. You're probably eating a chicken that has, if you're going to Chick-fil-A, that has been um, raised on antibiotics, has been fed, you know, a corn-fed diet, junk food diet, um, and then it, it's been in a crowded barn and it's highly processed. Um, and, 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 
pumped with like preservatives and like synthetic stuff and then you're it's being put on a bun that's made with enriched flour and like hydrogenated oils fried and like um uh, hydrogenated oils then you're eating like fries that are probably from potatoes that have been sprayed with glyphosate and fried in um hydrogenated oils like it is not the healthier food no fast food is healthier than the other even subway even chipotle like and if they're advertising it as healthy they're trying to fool you <laughs> that that's what i think you know subway puts a chemical in its bread that's the same chemical that's put in yoga mats to make it foamy so you're eating like just so you think that it's like oh this is fresh bread it's not fresh it's pumped with chemicals to make you think it's fresh and then you're eating you know lunch meat that's filled with nitrates and preservatives and chemicals too it's like we have to start thinking like changing our lifestyles a little bit just to take care of ourselves it's like we can think oh i don't care i won't eat i'm gonna eat this stuff who cares like i'd rather be naive um well you'll pay for it later and then you're asking for a system who said they were weren't feeding you crap to now take care of it for you when you could take the power in your own hands and start taking care of yourself now um so ask questions you can eat around things don't eat fast food um i understand you know but also like at the same time make sure you eat i think this is the biggest thing too like people just like we're so busy and we're putting stress in our bodies all day working and working and working and we don't eat i used to do that it's probably part of why i got sick i would you know wake up and i'd probably work out and then i'd drink a cup of coffee all day that had like that international delight in it which was pasteurized dairy loaded with like processed sugars and bad oils and you know natural flavors and all kinds of shit in it and i'd just drink that cup of coffee all day and then be doing things and then i'd probably go to a coffee shop and work and like drink an espresso with like soy in it and um and then I'd be like, oh gosh, I'm hungry. And then I'd probably eat a pastry at the coffee shop. And then at like dinner, I'd be like, gosh, I should eat something. And I'd probably make like crappy mac and cheese with like, you know, frozen broccoli in it that's non-organic. And it's like, this is what people do. We, we eat crap food or you're like, I don't feel like cooking. So I'm just going to go out to eat. But we have to like rearrange our priorities to make sure our health, our health is a priority. We are a priority. So the last thing I want to talk about is fad words that they use on labels. These fad words to make you think it's healthier. So one of them is definitely like gluten-free. I think I saw gluten-free on a coconut water um, the other day. I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Why would there be wheat in my coconut water? But this, they just slap it on there because it's true. It is gluten-free, but they're just doing it to make you think like, this has got to be healthy because everyone's going gluten-free these days. No, then that means they're hiding something. And sure enough, when I looked at it, when I looked at the label, it had citric acid in it and natural flavors. I'm like, yeah, because you're putting crap in it. Like, this is why you had to put that on there. So, like, be wary when it says, like, vegan, um, gluten-free, uh, what else, uh, dairy-free, stuff like that, it, uh, low-fat and fat-free. Stay away from low-fat and fat-free. You need stuff that has, like that is rich in like those good calories, those good fats. Like we need that. That's so healthy for our body. Our body thrives off of that. It helps build energy. It helps build like the healthy tissue in our body. You need fats. So stay away from like low fat and question yourself when you see things. It's like, why does that have gluten-free on it? Of course it would be gluten-free. Why does it say dairy-free or vegan? Like, it's just like, are they hiding something and then turn it over and read the label? 
Um, so the other thing is, if there's words that are hard to pronounce, like um, diglycerides or polysorbate or, you know, things like that, it's like, what is that? Well, it's probably a chemical or it's synthetic or it's manipulated. So don't eat it. It's just bad for you. So being aware of like these big words and then these fad words that they put on labels, to me, it kind of is like a red flag. Hmm. Or what are they hiding? And then turn it over and read the label. And sure enough, I'm sure there will be something on there that's like, hmm, this ain't so good. Um, and just get to know, I encourage you to start doing your own research. Um, I've learned all this stuff over the years from reading, from working with different, um, uh, alternative practitioners and, um, just, uh, I follow people, um, on social media. I, um, listen to podcasts and wherever you can get your information. I've done a lot of my own research and just going through my own health stuff. It forced me to learn these things. So, um, I encourage you to do it before you have to go through health stuff so that you don't have to, but just be wary with your labels. And the biggest thing um, I can tell you too is to use your intuition. If you're reading a label and you don't know what something is, look it up or maybe just be like, this doesn't feel like it's actually healthy. I'm not going to eat it. So don't. And take time to take care of your body and make food at home and know what you're putting in it instead of just being like, well, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A or Subway and say that it's healthy. Um, or, uh, you know, I'm going to like other restaurants like, um, TGI Fridays and I'm, I'm getting a salad. Well, that doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Like the lettuce, could be unwashed and sprayed with stuff and the chicken could be pumped with antibiotics that you're getting on your salad just all this stuff so just think about and starting to take responsibility for it all is really going to change the way that um you you eat um i just want to make sure i'm got everything yeah the more ingredients it has in it the more harmful it probably is for your body And I mean, there's just the given stuff of like corn syrup and Pepsi and Coke and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, just don't eat it. But, um, you know, I hope this is helpful. Um, Eat organic. (laughs) Um, Try to get as many natural foods in as you can and just really trust your instincts and start, start investigating. If I can eat this way as a struggling actress in L.A., so can you. It's doable. You know, there's also this stuff called the dirty dozen, you know, not eating. um, These are the foods that are most known for pesticides and um, not eating those and focusing. You know, my rule is if you're really trying to save money, if you eat the skin, get it organic. You know, things like bananas or avocado, it might be a little safer because you don't eat the skin of it. But the pesticides still do penetrate through. So just be wary. But, um, you know, it's just about shifting our priority priorities and taking pride and taking care of yourself you know you can this phrase too of like you can pay for it now or you can pay for it later in a huge all at once chunk (laughs) um so start getting curious knowledge is power um if you liked this episode it was helpful please share it if you want to make sure you know when i post more episodes please subscribe um i love having you here and um you can find me on instagram at um 
at underscore Sarah Shook underscore. If you are in for more like spiritual stuff, if you want to be in for more artistic stuff, you can follow me at I'm Shook 555. I'm going to leave stuff in the show notes too that um, can help further you. And if you're looking for um, more help and research in this area, hopefully that will get you started. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Have a great rest of your week, you guys.